0: So here's the thing about cryptocurrency.
1: Oh, I'm bored already.
0: <laughs> it's dumb and it's not real.
1: Yeah, no, okay, I'm back. You yeah. got me back. Yeah. Good news, fam. This is barely about that. It's a whole different mystery. Stay tuned. It's, again, two things yeah. it is dumb yes. and it's not real. But a lot of sexy guys.
0: Oh, God. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... Jillian Benzavalli! Hey, Patrick Hines. You might think they're sexy, but they're bad with money.
1: They are very bad with money. I gotta apologize in advance. It's pride season. I've got a Carly Rae Jepsen song stuck sure. in my head. Why are you apologizing? We love it's her. It's just so great. It's called Cut to the Feeling. Wonderful. It's so gay. I listen to it in the shower. Perfect. I love it so much. Okay, great. Fam, speaking of Cutting to the Feeling, I hope you're listening to Jillian's new podcast, <laughs> Let the Women Do the Work. Tell them what it is.
0: Okay, so it's a documentary-style podcast hosted by me, but I had ten really amazing conversations with really amazing women, Yeah. and then my amazing team of women yes. edited it all together and now it's like this documentary style storytelling thing where these women tell their amazing stories. And
1: so tell them some of the stories that are being told.
0: Like Lori Davis and her part in the West Memphis 3 case, Maggie Freeling, yes. Robbie Achaudry, Roberta from
1: Lula Rich, Gemma from The Gemma, Keepers. Yeah. One of my favorites is Amanda Viegas, yes. who was the partner of Daniel Viegas, who was one of the wrongly accused men we covered on one of those Dateline episodes. A fatal Confession. She is a badass. And she I is love funny. her. I wanted to tell you I was looking at the download numbers. Fam, you are blowing this up. Oh, everyone thank is you. listening to it. You should be so proud. Thank you so
0: much. I really am. I don't look at the numbers, but I love I, I really, really, really. I gotta love tell you, if you. this
1: were its own podcast feed, it would be one of the most popular podcasts on the oh, internet. Oh, thank so you. Real? Everyone, is that really? Is That's real? really true. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. It's really great. <laughs> so also, fam, I'm going on tour with Maggie and Lance and Tim. We're doing the Disappear Tomorrow Murray yes. live. Julian's not coming, but I'm I, I promise the show's still gonna be great.
0: It's gonna be so great. Go see it. I'll see it at Obsessed Fest. Yeah, go we'll see, see at
1: Obsessed Fest. Maggie and Lance Tim and I are coming to Florida. Florida, Atlanta, St. Paul, and Texas. Fun. Com. Click on the CS Live link. And lastly, just join the Facebook group. That's all I ask. Yeah, we
0: have fun there. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: It's 50,000 of your true crime best friends sharing memes, talking about the episodes. Yeah. Heavily moderated in a good way, so it's a very safe space. It's a really fun spot to, like, come make new friends. Yeah, that's it. Just be,
0: and be nice in there. Be careful, because <laughs>
1: All right, girl, what are we talking about today? We are
0: talking about the Netflix documentary, Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King. When I think of somebody who's a criminal mastermind, who's devious,
2: calculating, cunning, what we don't think of is a geeky 24-year-old. Jerry came across friendly, positive, upbeat. Everyone has a thing they're a nerd about. It seemed like Jerry's was business. I created Quadriga CX for buying and selling Bitcoin. Canada's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Are we hanging out with
1: Mark Zuckerberg right now? Is that what's going on?
2: <laughs> uh, I Jerry was traveling
0: a lot. Maybe that was him avoiding something. The exchange suddenly stopped working. This is an astonishing story. Gerald Cotton passed away and he took the passwords with him. That means $190 million of customers' holdings are locked inside, and no
1: one can access them.
3: I think it was at that point I was like, oh, crap.
1: My first note on this is like, oh, for fuck's sake, this opens with some guy like with a Banksy voice. I know. And like a rat mask that it's meant to look like a pixelated computer image. The fox, but it's, yeah. It's, it uh, is.
0: It's, that's Mr. Fox. You right? know, you're a fox. Thanks. You you're
1: too. Right. I, caught you. <laughs> I caught you off guard. Oh,
0: yeah. Because well, you said a nice thing about let the women and now you're saying I'm like pretty or something. It's too much. Can I hide under the table? Totally, Can I record yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest of this under the table? No more right.
1: compliments for the week. Oh, yeah, please. Only it's negging going forward. Much. Yeah.
0: You know those crypto guys are like, see? Totally. <laughs> they love negging. Anyway. Totally.
1: So we start in Vancouver. We meet a guy named Andrew Wagner. I gotta say, like, all these crypto idiots are also pretty sexy. Well, look. Because oh. they're, they're, look, they're like hot nerds. That's all I ever want. All I ever want in my life is a hot nerd. I love a hot nerd. Yeah. But you have to kind of know what, okay. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but don't be a Bitcoin nerd. Because Bitcoin doesn't exist. So, <laughs> like, because everyone says, it exists, but it doesn't exist. yeah, 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 exist yeah. Because they're like,
2: Bitcoin can change the world. That's my belief. Bitcoin is counterculture. There's an element of rebellion to it. And in that regard, you could say, uh, there's a bit of rock and roll going on to Bitcoin.
0: It's rock and roll. I know.
1: But then Andrew goes, having said that, it's also a mess and you can't <laughs> trust anybody. I'm like, so it's the mob? The thing is, I want. I was really feeling like everyone's got their thing, right? Like these yeah. guys have Bitcoin. I have podcasts. Sure. I was thinking, I think podcasts are rock and roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm also just a podcast nerd. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. Yeah. In the podcast world,
0: universe, whatever, you wouldn't say what Andrew said, which is, you yeah. know, it's not common in my industry to trust anybody. So I bet you hardly got anyone to <laughs> talk to. You. Anyone who's into podcasting is like, do you want to talk to me about my show? I just launched seven more. No one, no one sitting down for a podcast documentary is going to have a distorted voice or wearing a fox mask. It's, it's just true. not happening. Well,
1: the next guy we meet is this guy, Alex, who's actually doing virtual reality exercising and as nerdy and lame as it is, I was proud of him for getting the work in.
0: And that's what he said. He goes, look, I'm sitting down all day. I, mean, I really like, got to get up. At
1: one point, he's like shadow boxing with his virtual reality thing on it. he finishes, he goes, that's awesome. Awesome.
0: I bet. <laughs> Good job, Alex. He awesome. I bet those things are like cool and terrifying.
1: But you look—I'm sorry—you look so dumb. That's
0: why you do it home by yourself. <laughs>
1: but like, don't let the documentary crew film you. I
0: know. But that thing's probably ten thousand dollars. I know. I know. And it's it's true. probably sort of a flex or totally. whatever that he has it. It doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm sure there are people who are super impressed that he has that contraption. Oh
1: god, it's so boys are so weird. Boy,
0: and there—it's a lot of boys. It's, it's a lot of bo- like boys. Well,
1: there's a couple of women doing the work. Uh, <laughs> there's one woman who's a real fucking piece of work. Which one? Jen's sister. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get through.
0: I'm so mad at her. You are going to learn the history of Irish wakes courtesy of yours (laughs) truly. Come meet us in a few minutes.
1: Oh, my God. Well, all these idiot guys, kind of cute, they all discovered Bitcoin in 2013. They're all in Vancouver and they're all part of this like Bitcoin meetup group, (laughs) which is just so weird. I know.
0: But it's all like online, which is fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so we learn about Gerald Jerry Cotton. Yes. And everyone's just Describing him, and I'm just like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah.
2: Jerry came across friendly, positive, upbeat. (laughs) He always laughed. Like, I don't know what Jerry would look like angry.
0: He was so positive and friendly and upbeat, which is great. Yes, but people are saying things like, "I don't even, know, I can't even picture what he looked like if he was unhappy or, in any way." And I'm uh-huh. like, "See, that's a, that, that's toxic positivity. That's fucking weird."
1: He's the bad guy here. Yeah, and he looks like the kind of guy who would get away with it because he's like skinny, uh. nerdy, ginger Canadian guy. Well, I would fall for him in a heartbeat.
0: Let me. Okay, I'm gonna get my soapbox out him. real okay, quick great. because he is. Pull over. He is. Endlessly described as charming. Yes. we're gonna stop right here. Okay, great. Stop using that word. Okay, because just because you fell for it doesn't make him charming. It's true. Elizabeth Holmes was not charming. Uh-huh. Keith Raniere was not charming. Uh-huh. They manipulated people, and you fell for it.
1: I would have fallen for Elizabeth Holmes' hook, line, and sinker.
0: She manipulates. She's not charming though. Oh, no, she has the charm of fucking wet paint drying on a wall. She's yeah. not charming by any stretch. I agree, but she's, she's just a good manipulator and
1: interesting. Like she's like, an, yeah, 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 yeah. Charming
0: is not the same thing. Keith Raniere,
1: though, honestly, like I'm a. Dumb and I would fall for a lot of dumb shit, but I would never have fallen for Keith Raniere. No Wait, way. Like, or
0: this guy either. And yeah. now No, I would have
1: fallen for this guy this for guy? sure. Yeah, he was just cute enough. The thing is, I'm not into money or numbers, uh-huh. so like I would never have been able to like participate.
0: But it's like we see him being so stiff describing what Bitcoin is. And uh-huh. I'm like, and they were like, he had just charmed. Oh, God, he was so charming. And I'm like, that's not the word you're looking for. No. Yeah. You know who's charming? Like Chris Evans is charming. I
1: would say me, maybe
0: you're charming
1: <laughs> took you a minute Tom sure.
0: Hanks and Rita Wilson yes. charming Connie Britton I'm telling charming. you right
1: now you're not gonna like it and you're not gonna believe me but at some point we're gonna find out some shit about Tom Hanks I know
0: it's gotta we come Mark are. Ruffalo charming him yeah,
1: yeah. too Keanu <laughs> Reeves look I- I'm waiting for the bodies in Hanks' trunk
0: I'm gonna be devastated Dick Van Dyke too when okay. he falls from grace I'm Can never gonna move get on. over it
1: <laughs> anyway let's talk about the actual piece of shit here (laughs) so this guy he starts a company called quadriga cx in 2013 sure essentially he's is a guy who understands bitcoin and wants to create a marketplace for people to like buy and sell their bitcoin
3: so for those of you who aren't familiar with bitcoin exchanges and what we do i like to compare it to a stock exchange however instead of trading stocks on our exchange people trade bitcoin
0: in its simplest form a cryptocurrency exchange is something that would allow you to exchange between Bitcoin and dollars, dollars and Bitcoin. And they make money by taking a fee for each of those trades that they process. He's like- is money in digital form. And I'm like, so money? Because right. like every, everything is in digital form uh-huh, now and like uh-huh. no one can really explain what Bitcoin is. He's like, however, instead of real money, we turn it into fake internet money. Please come join my exchange. And I'm like, no, Jerry, I'm I feel not. like
1: every time he's on camera, he's like holding Sarah Edmondson off with one yes. hand so she can't be seen. Yes. That's
0: exactly right. But suddenly someone says over Bitcoin beers. And I'm like, what? So fake beers? Are you just miming drinking a beer? What do you what are Bitcoin We're beers? Totally. Are you just in a chat room? Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I, like that mu- I'm not making it, like, that must be what
1: it is. Yep, What are yep. Bitcoin beers? But over Bitcoin beers, somebody's like, uh, guys, check the
2: Bitcoin price. And we all took out our phones and started yelling, like, oh, my God. Guys, look. Oh, my God. Look at it go.
0: Bitcoin's value
2: reached
1: $11,000. $12,000. $15,000. $17,000. $18,000. The new currency is making a lot of people rich. Bitcoin was suddenly at $19,000 per Bitcoin. Most of these guys who bought in 10 years before bought these Bitcoins for $100.
0: Right. So the value of this currency has skyrocketed. Yeah. And then someone on Fox News is like, look, every bar I go into, the bartender wants to talk to me about Bitcoin. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell kind of bars are you going to? I know. Never I know. once have I ordered a Cosmo and had the bartender go, and <laughs> t- let me tell you about that Bitcoin. <laughs>
1: And I what, know. What, what bar is she going to? No, no, not Probably, I, I don't know. What's the, what's like the Fox News bar? Some like really corporate. It's called like <laughs> Borings. Yeah, Borings. <laughs> borings O'Hallahan's. <laughs> no, it's too fun
0: because that's I know. a fun Irish don't, bar.
1: Totally. It's just Borings. You had it right. Borings. Period. Borings. That's it's it. boring. That's period. The thing is, a lot of these Bitcoin people became like millionaires overnight. Imagine you had like 2,000 Bitcoin that you bought for $100 each uh-huh. and now it's worth 20 grand each. But like Where? I, well, you can you sell know, it I, on that exchange, though. You can sell them there and cash it out in U.S. dollars. Well,
0: it, hopefully. Fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone did, but right. it was an option. Because
0: let's go to San Francisco where yeah. we meet Tong. Tong is a YouTuber and a Bitcoin guy.
1: Okay, guys, get ready for a lot of Tong. Tong's really been fucking through. Look, I'm going to say, I've said this about myself. This okay. is my first wander on this planet. It's Tong's, too. Tong, it's like a dress rehearsal for Tong. Tong. If this is my number one, he's like in a negative one.
0: Tong makes consistently bad decisions. Over and over and over again. And And then he like gets burned by one decision, and then (laughs) to fix it, he makes the same decision. Like he doesn't learn from his mistakes, and that's frustrating. And
1: he every time he's like one of those numbers guys who thinks he's making the right decision by doing the dumb thing.
0: Look, I had Mike check my
1: math ten times, and he was like, it's what it is. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) Tong, make it make sense. Okay, we'll get it. it.
0: So Tong is like talking about Bitcoin and all of his friends, because the currency skyrocketed, are he's
1: all of his friends are buying Lamborghinis for 115 bucks or something. Tong like was surrounded by People who had bought into Bitcoin when it was a hundred bucks.
3: A lot of my friends made a lot of money on cryptocurrency. They were making hundreds of thousands of dollars at the time. So I was like, okay, I gotta get some money (laughs) too. So I just took out three loans. It was about $85,000 in total. And I put it all into different cryptocurrencies.
1: So Tonk does, I'm sorry, like this really stupid thing, which is like he basically quits his job and takes out $84,000 in personal loans. These are those like super high interest loans uh-huh. that like the Tinder, Swindler ladies all did. That someone will give you now. Yes. Someone will give you in two minutes. For like 27% interest or whatever. Right. So Tonk gets $84,000 worth of loans at that interest rate to buy Bitcoin.
0: And he says, no one has the patience to get rich slowly. I wanted to keep up with my <laughs> friends. Know. He's he's acknowledging that he's like, but well, I want the Lamborghini too. His only motivation for... For doing this is to be as rich as his rich friends. That's I know. it. And he
1: says as much. And you know what, Tong, you're doing fine. He owns his apartment, he's got a he's job a he a Software likes. engineer. Totally. Like that's a fucking I know. great job. And we say it all the time. Just take the money. Take just be happy with the money. With the money. Up. So it's take the money and shut right, up so please, I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt. Take, just take it. No. You know, and we'll see all the borings right after right. this. Borings, period.
0: <laughs> and if you can please use your inside shut voices. Up. <laughs> so we can talk about the glory that was the reagan administration
1: <laughs> sorry that was me doing an impression no, of someone boring that was so good so we're back to this jerry cotton guy who started that company quadrica and by 2017 the company's doing so well because like 2017 was the banner year for bitcoin that's when it hit the 20 grand mark and so he's making tens of millions of dollars
3: definitely tens of millions he was buying a plane buying a boat the Little Island 2, apparently.
1: He buys a plane, a boat, and a little island. Yes. And I said, cure AIDS, please, Jerry. Uh, look. Could look, you cure AIDS while you're at it?
0: Tons of houses. Yeah. Expensive vacations all over the world. That little
1: island that he bought was ugly. It, like, wasn't even a palm tree on it. Really? Yeah. It was just a little ugly island. But
0: just sand? That's all the all u- there was was sand? Totally. The worst.
1: Little Ugly Island is the name of the bar that Fox people go to after their borings.
0: Right. Yeah. It's their Scorpions you living room. You guys ready for Little Ugly Islands? Or... Yeah. yeah. It, that, that's their equivalent of Pernilla's yacht and totally. then heading over to the Scorpions <laughs> living room. They have borings <laughs> and whatever this is. What little was it? Sand? Island. Yeah, whatever. A little ugly island. <laughs> the drink is called sand. It's just like it, it
1: doesn't quench your thirst, it just makes it worse. <laughs> So Jerry, the owner guy, he gets married. But, like, no one knows that. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows her. He's traveling around the world. He's described as living a digital nomad lifestyle. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever.
0: He worked from yeah, wherever he was. Exactly. Like, join the fucking club. Right, totally. Like, everything this guy does, he's acting like yeah. he's the first one. Like, it's money, but digital. And I'm like, so, like, a fucking credit card? <laughs> like, PayPal? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, right. Apple Pay? Like, I know, like I know, 10 I other things I that are legit companies yeah, yeah, that yeah, I can yeah. list off the top of my head. Yeah, oh, like what? He works
1: from home. Cool. <laughs> right?
0: Like what are you talking about? Can I
1: stop for one fucking second and talk about how fucking awesome Jillian is? <laughs> God damn it! You are so funny, and you always say the right funny, smart thing at the right moment. Jesus. Should I start Bitcoin? I'm sick of your brilliance.
0: <laughs> stop! You said no more. Trouble, I know then. you're right.
1: God. So
0: look, what comes up must come down, right? Yes.
3: Bitcoin and all the other cryptocurrencies started to drop down.
2: Bitcoin took a serious tumble. It's now down almost 50%. 60%. In just 24 hours, more than $60 billion was wiped off the
1: value of the entire cryptocurrency market. Over 60 billion dollars was lost in this plummet.
0: Right. Some guy on the news is saying that this is happening because China and South Korea want to ban Bitcoin trading and yeah. this sort of made everything plummet.
1: I mean, China's like a major world economy. So yeah. yes, I can see how that I can I can that major world economy are words I know how to put together. There you go. Thank you so you much. You got this. <laughs>
0: but Tong here is in a lot of trouble because he took out 85 grand in loans and it's all gone. And there's a ton of interest on the loans. Like we were saying, plus he has the mortgage to pay. His relationships are a mess. So here's what Tong does. No, I have
1: something to point out after you do the math. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So Tong sells his apartment to get out of debt. And and so after he explains, I was like, Tong, what? I know after paying back the loans with all that interest rate, plus the mortgage, Tongue still had four hundred
2: thousand dollars,
1: and I'm like, "Shit, what was that apartment like?" Tongue, you were doing great. You didn't like you like we learned from the housewife thing we did last week. That Lamborghini was fucking leased. Right. That guy didn't own that. So then he like wants to because he like he's from Canada, so he wants to yes. move the money to a
0: Canadian bank.
1: Hang on a second. What you're about to describe is so absurd.
0: And he goes, "Look, you don't want to use a bank because they'll take you know a two percent commission." To which I'm like, "Look, I'm not in the business of defending big banks. No, but do you know why they do that? Yeah. So you don't go bankrupt." overnight Tong and
1: also so that if your money goes missing they can help you find it 2% commission on $400,000 by it the way eight grand? it's $8,000 which of course is a lot of money but if you have Tong money if you have 400,000
0: yeah and you're paying for the security and they also insure you yes. the banks like again there
1: are a lot of issues here with the banks because what Tong does I guess we're not saying is that <sighs> he doesn't do this through a bank he does it through bitcoin his grand idea
3: I noticed that Kadriga had a 10% uh, premium on there when, when selling your Bitcoin. You can actually make some money transferring to Kadriga. So that's what I did. So I transferred $400,000 worth of Bitcoin over to Kadriga.
1: So he's got this scam that he works out, Ugh. where he's going to take his four hundred grand, put it into Quadrica, make that extra ten percent, and then instantly pull it all back out to make some cash. He does the transaction, and then he gets that spinny and wheel it stays thing. There. Yeah. yeah, it's like thinking, the thinking ball of death thinking or whatever. Totally.
0: But like, here's here's my question, Tong. I'm going to ask you this. I'm sure you've asked yourself, but I'm asking you now. Yeah. You didn't want to lose eight grand to Chase or Wells yeah. Fargo or yeah. Bank of America or whatever. So you're going to put all the four hundred thousand dollars of all of your money into the thing that screwed you over <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and hope for the best like, Ta- like this is what right. I mean where he doesn't learn yeah, I know it's like he does the same thing and he's like but, well you know like they won't hurt me again they
1: will this is the thing I'm saying about Tong being like it's his first time here on the planet because he thinks he's making a smart move right he thinks he's being smart by I'm not gonna pay 2% I'm gonna make 10% and he has no thought that like that 10% is a scam to get you to put your money into that website because he just put $400,000 into it and he can't get it back and and also, Tong, this happened to you before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's—it's just not making any sense. And I want to say one other thing. We're gonna learn because it's cryptocurrency. There's no regulator overseeing this website. So when you put your money in and it like you get the spinning wheel that says thinking for days and weeks and months at a time, which is what ha- is happening yes. to Tong. There's no one to call. Right. And Tong, that's what the two percent is for. I was gonna
0: say that two percent's looking pretty nice yes, now, isn't it? That
1: two percent is to make sure all your shit gets taken care of the right proper way. I know. Because now he's out four hundred grand. I- I
0: can't believe this is making me defend big banks. I know. And interests. There's a lot of shit there, but like, this is, this is why.
1: I wonder how much he can get for that virtual reality exercise machine. <laughs> that wasn't even Tom. I know. <laughs> It's Alex, <laughs> you're right. You make a good point.
0: So then he's like, you know, so I tried to take out the money and nothing happened, and it's gonna stay nothing happening. Yeah. But let's go back to Toronto with Alexandra, who's an investigative reporter.
1: So we meet Alexandra, who's not wearing a wig but has some of the best Annie hair I've ever seen. It's phenomenal. She's got this flaming red, bright, curly yeah, red great. hair, and she is no nonsense. No, no nonsense.
0: In the fall, 2018, I started getting tons and tons of emails from just random Quadriga users saying, I can't get my money out, which seemed a bit strange. The Bitcoin people are emailing her saying, look, we can't get our money. We think we've been scammed. Can you please help us and look into this? And she's like, sure.
1: She's an investigative journalist. And like, this is what she's wanted to do her whole life. She works for the Globe Mail. Essentially, she learns that during the boom in 2017, Quadriga processed 1.2 billion Billion dollars through their Bitcoin translator or whatever,
0: and that exchange site made money on every single one of those
1: transactions. There's a
0: ton of money, like billions of dollars. So Alexandra emails Jerry Cotton, this guy, the scammer, the bad guy. And I'm like, I guess
1: she just finds his email. Maybe she just guesses Jerry at quadrica.com.
0: Tom couldn't get anybody on the phone, (laughs) (laughs) but there's a reason for this, right? There's a reason that Jerry answers the reporter because now. Alexandra, I love you, but th- this yeah. is where I love you tomorrow. But this is where,
1: <laughs> no, me, yeah, like she gets charmed by Jerry, which is very annoying. By
0: Jerry doing exactly what he fucking should. Right. So she emails him and she's like, Jerry, there's a problem. I'm getting all these emails. Like, do you have a statement? Can I talk to you? And Jerry yeah. emails right away this long email explaining everything. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. What a misunderstanding. The bank froze our money, tens of millions. And I'm like, paging Anna Delvey. She said the same exactly. thing. Exactly. They just don't trust us. It's the man. It's the man. It seemed like a plausible enough explanation and he was very charming. He said, can you tell me who these people who are having issues getting their money out because I'd love to clear it up with them. He seemed like a very nice guy.
1: Did you wanna just log into your email jammer? Right. And also, like, he should have been
0: doing that before the journalist emailed him. He should have been emailing everybody. Why are you asking her for a list of names I at know. your
1: fucking website?
0: Because he knows what's happening. Yeah. And he's lying to her. And again, Alexandra, he's not charming. You just fell for his manipulation. And That's she, all it is.
1: She truly did. She like, he seemed like a really nice guy. Like she was totally charming. By
0: doing exactly what he should have been doing. Totally. It's like the bars on the fucking floor. Exactly.
1: So stupid. <laughs> and then I have oh now we're back with that poor son of a bitch, Tom. Tom. <laughs>
0: Tong is waiting. It's chaos down here, Tong. (laughs) Tong, for weeks and months, that circle, that beach ball of death just. I mean, the thing is, you can't, like, X out. I know. No way. It's $400,000 just, like, hanging in the ether of the internet, the scariest place on earth.
1: Oh, my God. So, he's telling us, he started his withdrawal. Also,
0: I have a question about Tong. Yeah. How come he's not disguising his voice and face? (laughs) I know. So many people in like animal masks and they can't, they, they're under like these pseudonyms yeah, yeah. and Tong's like, here I am here world, I, I fucked up twice, it's it the same literally thing. literally
1: cannot get worse for Tong, no. is like, as bad as it's going to get, Tongue. but he tells us. I
3: started my withdrawal request around late October, I waited November 2018, still nothing.
1: By the end of December, I still haven't received anything. Tong is emailing support every 15 seconds, and they keep saying to him, like, it's just going to be another week or so.
0: Tong, he says, after six months, well, that's when I started to panic. Tong, I, I don't understand you. And I don't get you. What have you been living on, Tong? I don't get you, Tong. I know,
1: it's chaos You, start, you tongue. started
0: to panic at six months. I know. know. $400,000 in the little <laughs> ball spinning. I panicked about eight things today. L- five minutes. I know. That's five minutes. <laughs> so now Jerry Cotton, everyone's panicking. No one has any money. And, like, Tong, like, we're kind of picking on Tong here because he made some horrible decisions. And
1: because he's being super honest about it. But, like,
0: there are a thousand Tongs out there. Like, totally. millions. And yeah. so, like, while Tong is just, like, representing all of these people panicking and they lost all their money, Jerry Cotton is traveling all over the world. I know. But telling his friends, ooh, don't tell anyone where I, I am. Know. Red flag number a zillion yeah, with this his, guy. Yeah,
1: and his friend Amber's like, that was when I was like, maybe he's not just on a fabulous trip. Maybe he's, like, running away from something. Right.
0: So now it's January 14th, 2019.
3: I remember the exact date because... January 14th is when everything kind of blew up.
2: Canada's largest cryptocurrency exchange is in hot water. Yeah, this is
3: a real mystery that's unfolding this morning. and It all has to do with the death of the CEO.
0: Jerry Cotton dies. <laughs> he dies.
1: He, he air quotes I know. Dies. He dies of Crohn's disease mm-hmm. in India at the age of 30. 30. So now
0: everyone's like, oh, no, he died. Oh, no, he died. Because the thing is, this guy, and this is just fucking bad business. Yeah. He allegedly didn't have a plan in place. Like, in case he died, yeah. there's zillions of dollars on the line. There was no plan in place for these people to actually get their money.
1: Because what they're saying, now, the thing about Bitcoin that I know is true is that you have, like, your Bitcoin wallet password. And if you lose it or forget it, there is no recovery. Is that right? Yeah. And I read a story somewhere about some guy who had, like, millions of dollars in Bitcoin. And he... Lost his password and what? was just like made a joke of like, well, I'll never know it again.
0: They don't ask a security question, like, what's your mother's maiden name or no, your first it's car?
1: Nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. If you lose your password, it, it's gone. So when we learn that Jerry, who ran this Quadrica company, he was the only person with the passwords to get into the system. I think that's very bad business, but it doesn't exactly surprise me. Because I didn't the thing know is, that if he's overseeing literally billions of dollars, he might be trying to protect anybody in his life from like what we've heard in this documentary about people being tortured. But what
0: if he gets hit by a there, there, there has to be a, when you're the head guy yeah. and there are 190 million dollars I don't
1: know like or maybe everyone's lying like this is really what this documentary is about right is this guy really dead is he really the only one who knew the passwords is he really married is his wife in on it like this is what we're gonna do for the next half hour
0: right Tong is shocked by the way which is like Tong <laughs> really you're shocked <laughs> that you know. can't get that you could get the money for six months this I is know. not new information
1: but everyone is also like what was he doing in India like what
0: and also he was married I like, know none of these people Because apparently this Jerry guy was like in the Bitcoin chat all the time. Like these guys kind of knew him from being online.
1: Exactly.
2: And nobody
0: knew that he was married. And so now we meet this guy, Ali.
2: My initial reaction is bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm an AI consultant. I quit my day job. was going to start my own company and decided to use Quadriga to try to make money until my company takes off. I put around $70,000 in there and then um, Rodrigo
1: I did not honor the withdrawal. Ali, like Tong, has like a hundred thousand dollars or six figures or whatever tied up in there as well, so he's also not getting his money. And
0: then what he thinks is really bullshit is when Jerry's wife and partner, business partner Jennifer, makes yeah. a statement. Yeah. And she writes this thing. It's with a heavy heart. We announce a sudden passing, and he died due to complications. This is what he says. Of Crohn's disease. Of Crohn's disease. While traveling to India, where he was opening up an, an orphanage,
1: orphanage for children in need. Can you
0: take it down and knock Jen with the fucking orphanage? <laughs> and Ali's like, give me a break. No, I yeah, know. Yeah, with the orphanage. I know. Jen. But maybe he was. Jen, please. I, <laughs> where are the records of the orphanage? I know. What was it, a Bitcoin
1: orphanage where it was just fucking fake? For digital children? Yeah. Children. It was a house of cards. So it was just like, there it is. But they also point out.
2: Jerry died on December 9th, the date they announced the death, January 14th. To come out and make a statement a month after his death. Sounds wrong, this is not right,
1: something is up. He was the head of a billion-dollar company. It doesn't make any sense that you would have sat on that news. So
0: now the angry Bitcoin people are angry, and they decide to be angry together. And they all join this app called Telegram. And now they're just sort of like, they're pissed about their money. Things are really fishy about the death and the announcement and the orphanage. And everyone's just pissed off trying to find out what really happened.
1: So this is where we learn about a guy. I can't say his whatever his—this is the guy in the rat mask. You're calling it a fox? Yeah, it's QCXint. I call him Q. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, they call him the old wise man at the top of the hill. He's the leader of the investment investigation
1: exactly so and then this is where i'm like oh this is the guy in the rat mask but
0: ali goes i shouldn't say anymore i don't want to get yelled at and i'm like what is mr (laughs) fox gonna
1: like use all caps at you (laughs) on the internet (laughs) right so ali is in touch with this q guy we learned that this q guy's been trading on quadrica since 2018 started out small but then again he also at this point has like over six figures invested and that's why he's like concerned with getting his money back and finding out what happened
0: yeah so this q guy he's the ringleader of this whole thing yes and everyone's suspicious and everyone's pissed yeah so the conspiracy theories are through the roof and they start like investigating jerry's death everything is turned over everything is looked at and we're all looking at his instagram account looking at his wife jennifer's instagram account looking at their trouble photos looking to any little tidbit of information What if he's not actually dead? Why aren't there plans in place? Does his wife have access? Why doesn't she? Does he have a wife? Does he have a wife? And then they're like, let's look into this Crohn's disease.
1: Yeah. So Crohn's disease is a real thing. I've known people who had it. It's a very, very terrible thing that really like affects your GI and it really affects like your way of life. Also,
0: Netflix. I don't need to see all the Google images of intestines and colonoscopies. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing, it's pretty rare to die of Crohn's disease, especially when you're a healthy thirty-year-old. They say
1: around three percent death. Yeah. So put a pin in that for a second but also the death certificate circulates the reporters found it and they spelled his name wrong. Uh So that's also shady. right?
0: And then we're told that there's a market for fake death certificates on the internet. The internet is terrifying. But (laughs) also his Skype account was active after his death.
1: But like why does that mean? Like his wife could just have been like going through his contacts or whatever. You know what I mean? But the angry
0: Bitcoin people are like fuck it he faked his own death. He ran off with our (laughs) money. And someone like we see all these these quotes from the chat. Someone go Jerry is about as dead as my grandfather is alive. And I'm like,
1: uh, (laughs) somebody else with a gaping mouth sore says my spider senses said no. Yeah. Yeah, My spider senses. spider sense, but who who cares? Mm.
0: So, Alexandra, the reporter, teams up with Joe, the reporter. Yeah,
1: Joe's very calm. I like his energy. And
0: Joe's like, I gotta tell you, people fake their own deaths all the time. Totally. Uh, Especially (laughs) in business. And if Jerry did what the chat is accusing him of, he would not be the first. It's called an exit scam.
1: Now to the strange case of hedge fund swindler Samuel Israel. Last week, it appeared he might have killed himself rather than serve a long stretch in prison. But tonight, federal authorities think he staged the whole thing. We learned about this guy, Sam Israel. I've heard this story before. He was a hedge fund manager facing a really long prison sentence, Mm -hmm. and there's much more to the story than the documentary covers, but basically, like, the night before or the day that he's supposed to turn himself in for his prison term, they find his car in a bridge, and there's, like, a handwritten note with his finger, like, in in the dirt on the windshield that says suicide is painless, as if to say that he, like, he killed himself by jumping off the bridge, but then he turns himself in a month later. Yeah, so these
0: basically, it's ten minutes of Netflix trying to convince us that scammers can try to scam their way out of getting caught. Shocking. Yeah,
1: I exactly. But then then they're saying if it wasn't him alone, if he did get away to like a new life, he would have needed help. And this is when they start looking into the wife Jennifer. And
0: Tom can't wait. Tom goes, can we talk shit about Jen now?
1: Exactly, but the other thing is that they're questioning whether she even exists. And I was like, I don't know. This is getting a little Alex Jonesy. The kids from Sandy Hook were all oh, like, no. oh, you God. know, actors. crisis actors Ugh. or whatever. But like that's kind of what we're leaning into at moments here. Oh,
0: I think Jen's real.
1: I think so too, but I don't think that these people thought she was oh, real. really? I think it was open season on Jen, yeah. Oh,
0: no, it was open season on Jen. Yeah. So, let's talk about Jennifer Robertson.
1: And I just wanted to also say, if she is real, and the story is real, her husband just fucking died. Uh-huh. I couldn't stop making the Sandy Hook comparison. Like, Tong, you made a bad decision and you lost your money either right. way, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if the story is real, and this guy really just died, this woman just lost her husband, and now the internet is, like, coming after her, and these people are fucking scary. So, Jennifer
0: Robertson, she
1: was the only person with him in India. Yeah. She's the
0: executor of his estate. She was his business partner in this exchange site. Yeah. And the person in charge of the exchange at this point because Jerry's dead. But
1: also the only person without the passwords. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jerry's the only one who had the passwords and he didn't tell his wife, his business partner, what they were. And we see like a reenactment actress of her like guessing the password and failing with that yeah. noise. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> yeah.
0: That noise that's just like, can you, <laughs> does it have to I be? I know. It feels like you're bumping into a wall. It's so I frustrating. Know.
1: And you know he used a password generator. Jen, you're never going to guess it. No,
0: you're never. I mean, of course. And she She shouldn't be able to guess it. No, I mean. But they're are $160 million. I mean, come on. But now we meet Kimberly Smith, who's yeah. Jen's sister and a real piece of work. Totally.
1: I kind of liked her at first, and I gotta say, she's here to speak for Jennifer because Jennifer's been told by her attorneys, "Don't talk to anybody, don't answer any questions." And like her sister Kimberly is here to be like, she's real. Her husband really fucking died, and she's lovely. And she's lovely. All right,
0: Kim. But Kim, <laughs> when we first meet Kim, and she goes, "I, I, I can't have those." Talking about the pillows, I as she know. throws the pillows aside. <laughs>
1: Happy Pride, everyone.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> Kim has great intuition about people's moods. I know. She says She says, so. which I think she's trying to say two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. She says it that one time. <laughs> We're hearing all about Jen and Jerry from, from Kim. You and sister. I are kind
1: of in very different places with this episode.
0: Because. Which I think is great. <laughs> yeah, we are. So. Jennifer and Jerry met on Tinder. Yes. Christmas 2014. Uh Uh-huh. At first, she didn't think that he was her type. He was kind of introverted and uh, were kind of loud. But my whole family truly loved Jerry. You know, once he got used to us, he was funny and, and he made jokes and he was lively. Once he got used to us, he lightened up a little bit. Oh, here's
1: the thing, though. I thought as speaking for the extrovert community, I thought we all liked introverts. Isn't it like I love an introvert. I think they're so cute.
0: Yeah, Kim's it on really thick. <laughs> totally. Because Kim <laughs> continues. Jerry was romantic. I just want to hear you
1: read Kim for the rest of this episode. <laughs> just read it. The library is open.
0: I'm just hold tight. Because totally I get real yeah. mad at her. in A minute. <laughs> Prince Charming. There's that fucking word again. Yeah. Uh, soulmates meant to be. You know, Jenny taught him how to love. Those feelings were impossible before. And I'm like, Kim, you're trying way too
1: hard. Uh-huh have to calm down. Uh, she is a little overly earnest.
0: Right? But is it earnest? Or is I don't she know. Just...
1: She's trying to do a good job. I mean, he, here's what I really think. Whether Jennifer had the passwords and has access to the billions or not, yeah. she got a lot of money out of this death, yeah. if the death really happened. I think Kimberly's trying to stay in the good graces. I,
0: I, Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? When
1: someone else is picking up the tab, you don't ask a lot of questions. Uh, you yeah, learn from just the end Yeah. So
0: in her grief, says Kim, Jennifer would spend a lot of time on Reddit. Jenny would read everything. Because in her grief, she was trying to hold on to Jerry. She read anything and everything about him. And at first, there was a lot of nice stuff, but then it became a little dark
1: and getting darker and darker.
0: Jen was trying to hold on to Jerry so she read everything she could including the horrible conspiracy theories on Reddit.
1: I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I, just okay. Said I, I just said I didn't yeah. get it but now I'm kind of like if Steve died I'd probably read everything out there about him too. The
0: bad, you, but like you would go down the Reddit conspiracy theories. I don't
1: know. It's which a, I, I
0: don't know. I don't it's know. It's a big bottle
1: of vodka and a long night. You know you what know? I mean? Plus I got a kid to raise by myself I now I got to get to camp at nine in the morning. And what if Steve really did that thing that totally. Reddit is saying he did?
0: <laughs> oh God. I and mean, he didn't do it. Steve didn't do it. No. So now there's one Reddit post in particular and it's an AMA with this guy QCX contractor. It's someone claiming to have worked for this company with Jerry and Jennifer. So
1: the company Quadrica and our guy Q, the one who's like the head of the investigation that we're following, says he was able to verify this guy's credentials and he really did work for the company and was at Jerry's funeral. So he's now anonymously spilling the hot goss, as they say. Exactly, because everyone is trying to get to the bottom of like, did Jerry really die? And if you were at funeral, you got the inside tea.
0: I have a lot to say about this funeral. Okay, like, yeah. More than I yeah, yeah, thought yeah, I job. would have to say about it. <laughs> Great. So first of all, the funeral was a closed casket, which I prefer. Yes. So to me, that's not a red flag.
1: And the reason this question gets asked is because they want to say like, did anyone at the funeral see the actual body? And then the producer asks Kim the sister, yeah. did you see the body? And she says no. And she says, but Jen did. My but sister Jen, did. my sister did see the body. So so far, nobody we've met has actually seen a body.
0: Right. So in this AMA that this former employee does on Reddit. The
2: call Contractors contractor said she was fake grieving.
3: Very, very strange behavior for a, a widow who just lost her husband. It didn't seem like she had much to be happy for then. But she's dancing at her husband's
1: funeral. Seems weird. Seems like sums up. She
0: was having a party in her room, drinking, dancing, whatever.
1: Now we don't do this. We don't judge people based on the way they react to grief.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I agree with you. But now he also says there was a, quote, confrontation between Jennifer the widow and Jerry's parents. Yeah. Now, Kim, the sister, is the only person... Oh, shit.
1: She's mad, you guys. Uh, ...talking
0: to us about this. Uh-huh. So we get her side of the story. And she says, essentially, we're East Coast, baby. We had an <laughs> Irish wake. Lots of food. Lots of booze. Jerry's parents were being too big butt <laughs> and we and they didn't want to party with us, and that was annoying. Uh-huh. And it was so much more fun after they left. We're doing it again. We're using yeah. words that aren't accurate. Yeah. She's making excuses for the party-like atmosphere. Yeah. An Irish wake.
1: Can I just say one thing before you tell us what yeah. it is? When I die, I want this Irish agree- wake. Right. And you better be planning it.
0: Right. Then call it something else. Call it a party, call it whatever. It's a Patrick Wake. It's a Patrick Wake. It's a, wake. It's a homosexual wake. It's fucking Pernilla's yacht. It's happy hour. <laughs> I'm gonna be sending out the invitations, <laughs> so and they're gonna be invitations. Happy hour at Pernilla's yes. yacht.
1: Because this is what I want when I die. I want this.
0: Wonderful. And I think it's great. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about a party atmosphere when you're celebrating someone's life. Yes. But that's what Irish wakes are, right? They're Uh about celebrating. And you're supposed to have an open casket. And they're super respectful. And you're supposed to give a space. If someone wants to cry, they can cry. And if someone wants to sing and dance and laugh, they used to hire whalers to come and sob hysterically. (laughs) Really?
1: I would have been great at that job.
0: Like, and and if she's, the thing I'm just saying is like, just say we wanted to have a party and celebrate life. Uh Because when she assigns it as an Irish wake, that is based in tradition. Yes. And, like, you stop the clock at the time of death, and it's an open casket, and the windows are open so the spirit can leave. I don't want the open
1: casket. No. Don't give me that.
0: Right. Like, mirrors are turned. I'm just saying, to say it's an Irish wake is sort of saying that half of my heritage is a bunch of drunks and crazy people, which I do understand, but, like, she's just using that wrong. And it's like, just say what you said. Yeah. We, like, Jerry wanted a party. Jennifer wanted to celebrate him. This is what she thought, whatever. Yeah. But also, sorry, I'm almost done. If the parents were there, the parents of the dead 30-year-old who died suddenly is there and they want to mourn in that way, let them do it. Don't sit here, Kim, and say they were too fucking sad Uh at their son's funeral and it was much more fun when they left. You have to have space for everybody.
1: I agree, but somebody else tells us that they ended up throwing the parents out. We don't hear that from Kim, but the rumor is that the parents were supposed to stay with Jennifer and the family, like Kimberly, and that Jennifer did not allow that. So
0: Jennifer and the in-laws started calling the shots and Kim is like they were like not happy that we were celebrating like, right. Kim does admit that there yes. was tension
1: there 100%
0: you have to have space for everyone to grieve especially when it's the parents of the 30 year old healthy kid who died suddenly I totally Are you agree. Me? yeah
1: yeah Kim I agree so journalist Alexandra back from the national tour of Annie sure she is now telling us that this is where the rumors started that Jen was actually in on it that he wasn't dead that's why they were partying she was actually in on it was gonna like take the heat for a couple of years and then go meet him in some like Caribbean island
0: Right. Was this a scam? And that's right. why she's celebrating because they, like, ran away with $160 million. But, like, can
1: we talk about how stupid that would be? Like, yes. why would you do that? If you were going to fake your husband's death, wouldn't you go all in and pretend to be sad? Yes. Because you would think you don't want everybody else in the room to know?
0: I, I mean, I think there are some people in this world... That are really, really smart about some things uh-huh. and really, really not smart about other things. I, I just, guess. I
1: get, I don't You're know. You're in the he's a live camp, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh
1: no! I think he might be. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. We'll get I don't there
0: again. The I don't know anything anymore.
1: I, know. I don't know what <laughs> I believe. I don't know anything.
0: But now we meet Taylor Monahan.
1: Yeah, I like Taylor Monahan. Yeah,
0: she's a cryptocurrency entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, and she says she heard the story about Jerry dying while being the only one who had the passwords, and she's like, "That sounds really suspicious." Her whole thing is.
0: Bitcoin is backed by underlying technology called the blockchain. Every single computer is able to see the transactions, to verify that the transactions are valid, and then to verify like the whole history of transactions. And you can just follow the money wherever it
1: goes. All of this is kept track of by like a piece of internet something called the blockchain, which I don't really understand. It's
0: like she she describes it as a digital ledger.
1: Exactly. And it's meant to be open source. Everybody can see it. So she's like, all I have to do is go back through Quadrica's Bitcoin financials, essentially on Uh this blockchain. And I can track every single piece of every single Bitcoin that's been bought or sold. And I'll be able to see if there was like $160 million in Bitcoin that was supposed to be there. That isn't. And if I find that, it probably means that he, like, stole that money and is hiding on an island somewhere.
0: Right. And it turns out there was no big transfer.
1: So what Taylor finds is nothing.
0: Yeah, she was looking for big transfers, like big sums of money, and she can't find anything at
1: all. What she's saying, the implication there is that he stole that money. He never stockpiled it as Bitcoin and then stole it. He just never stockpiled it as Bitcoin. He received that cash and never put it into his business. The idea is, like, it's not in Bitcoin. He just has it somewhere, like, in a bank account.
0: Right. And so Taylor's like, the question is just like, well, where did the money go? Once I determined that there was no money in the cold storage,
2: that's when I stopped believing that he was dead.
0: Well, this is a major problem. Yes. And that's when I stopped believing he was dead. And it's right. a big, like, record scratch totally. moment. Yeah. The angry Bitcoin people are still angry. And law enforcement doesn't really care because no one gets what Bitcoin is. Like, yeah. they, they're just kind of
1: like, all right, nerds, which is like, it <laughs> it's is. Just so... It's one of those things where you would think that, like, when we're dealing in the hundreds of millions of dollars and people being scammed, right. you would think that some agency would get involved. And they eventually do, but it just takes a long time.
0: Right. So we're with Daniel, who's from the Ontario. Securities Commission he's great I love this guy but wait wait he's got to clean his glasses first
1: wait wait okay now he's ready I feel you Daniel I I totally feel you I love Daniel I do too
0: and so what basically is he's responsible for regulating financial markets and so he gets wind of it because Canadians are very nice and he's like well the angry Bitcoin people are angry we just can't have that let me look into (laughs) it I'll help you solve the problem totally and he says that
2: after 2016 there's a general absence of records that you would normally expect to see in a business If you do not have access to records, it simply complicates your work. However, working as a forensic accountant, I expect my work to be complicated.
0: There are just no records. Like, there's nothing that you'd expect to see from a real business on the up and up. It's just not, it doesn't exist, which is exactly what Taylor was saying, basically.
1: Yeah. And what this guy, Daniel, finds is that Jerry, the owner of Quadrico, he wasn't stockpiling Bitcoin. He was taking pieces of Bitcoin and sending them to other exchanges like abroad. We don't quite know why he was doing that yet, but he was bringing in the money and then taking other people's money and doing stuff with it.
0: Right. So Taylor was saying, where the hell is the money? Right. And Daniel's saying, it's here. And now the question is, why? Right. It's just all over the world. Exactly. In all these different exchanges.
1: So put a pin in that. We're going to come back to why Jerry was sending the cryptocurrency to other exchanges in a minute. I promise it's going to make sense. But now we're going to learn about this other guy, Michael Patron.
0: Yeah, they call him Patron and Patron. I call him, he just reeks of toxic masculinity totally. to me. <laughs> we'll just call him Toxic Mask. Yeah, his Insta handle is Choke and Submit. Stop I it. I hate this Are guy. Are you serious? I'm so serious. I hate him so much. I really don't like him.
1: What we learn about this guy is that, you know, Jerry, we thought was the Founder of Quadrica from the beginning mm-hmm. but when the researchers go back they realize like the first person to register the name Quadrica and the domain name is this guy Michael Patron and we learned that back in the beginning of Jerry's company Jerry was like a co-founder this guy Michael Patron was the other co-founder and this guy this Michael Patron guy is a
0: piece of shit and like right. is praise one of those toxic guys who's just like yeah I'm a piece of shit isn't it awesome <laughs> and everyone's like no we just want to have bitcoin beers and you're killing it- the vibe <laughs> brah and basically through a bunch of complicated information. This Michael guy is a major player in the identity theft world.
1: Right. He's like a criminal. And he served
0: time for like stealing identities and credit card info. I've had my identity. Oh my God, me too.
1: And what they're saying is that like, wait, this Quadrica company wasn't on the up and up. It was co-founded by a criminal. And if he was a criminal, we need to look more into Jerry. Like, was Jerry also a criminal? Guess
0: what? Yes, he was. He
1: totally was. And we'll spare you how they figured it out. It was very interesting.
0: So basically, we learn about like the dark web which yes. we've learned before yes. and we go into the black hat world it's like the evil hackers like you could be a good witch or a bad witch and they're like
1: the bad guys <laughs> thank you for explaining it to the homosexual. you're welcome
0: <laughs> and so basically it's like these are the guys who are like I'll do whatever it takes like they'll do horrible things yes. and they don't really care they're just like the worst of the worst of the hackers using yep. their power for evil Yeah. and so they basically like find some guy who's like yeah screenshots I got screenshots and they find all of these screenshots of like of Jerry trying to recruit hackers for the scam that becomes Quadriga.
1: And what's so amazing about that is that the dark web is supposed to be so anonymous. Yeah. And Jerry kind of did a good job of trying to do it in an anonymous way. But like, if you get enough hackers on a case, they're going to figure it out. And
0: they're motivated. Yeah. They have a real, real agenda.
1: What we learn is that Jerry comes from a company. He founded another company where he made off with like $30 million before he started Quadriga. Remember, this guy died at 30 years old. We now learn that Jerry has been stealing money from people people since he was like 14 or 15.
0: Right. And that his business partner is a piece of shit and steals identities and steals credit card numbers. So come on.
1: What it
3: showed is that Jerry was a serial scammer.
0: Quadriga had been architected from the very beginning uh, to be a scam of sorts.
1: It's really possible and probable that Quadrica was built to be a scam. Right. So he, Jerry was always going to, like, amass this wealth and then maybe fake his death and run off with everybody's money. Like,
0: there is an excellent chance that the website was programmed to crash when you tried to get your money out. Exactly. Like, what happened yeah. to Tong was yeah. not a glitch. It was right. programmed to do that with the beach ball of death. Yeah. That is what they're saying, and I believe that. So now we're with reporter Nathan, this new reporter. Hi, Nathan. Hi,
1: Nathan. Nathan is very cute, by the way. We
0: just meet him. He's here with a lot of information. It's a
1: documentary full of attractive people, except for that guy with the weird lip sore who said spider senses.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: (laughs) He's the only one I don't want to make out with. Okay,
0: great. So... Back to Nathan. Okay, great. Um, he heads to <laughs> India, and he's really trying to find out if Jerry's really dead.
1: I just wanted to say this is Alexandra and Joseph's story. Why does Nathan get to go do on the ground reporting? I don't know why. You know what I mean? But he's there. They send him there, and Nathan is like, "Look, I'm going to India to find out if the guy who died here actually died here. I have no idea if I'll be able to do this. And if he died of Crohn's disease, right? So he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes to the hospital. Talks to the doctor. He finds, he like knows the doctor who like oversaw Jerry's death. There is no
0: HIPAA
1: in, no. in India at all because the, first of all, the doctor whips out the prescription pad and he's
0: like, "What do you? hey stranger, what can I get for you? And Nathan's like, no, 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 no I don't no. need any prescription. I'm just asking, like, I need you to tell me everything you know about Jerry Cotton. And the doctor's like, have a seat. Absolutely.
3: Because
1: the thing is, the death happened two months ago. The timeline's a little fuzzy here, but it was two months before Nathan showed up in this doctor's office was when Jerry died. And the doctor remembers it. Like he remembers it like white Canadian guy they probably don't get a lot of those there mm-hmm. and he remembers the death and he says no it was really bad like when Jerry came in he had thrown up 10 times he was having watery stool he was in a really bad way and the doctor knew he had a history of Crohn's disease so
0: at first the doctor's like I don't think this is anything more than traveler's diarrhea which I'm like oh so that's something to worry about now that's traveler's a, diarrhea that's a real
1: thing Jesus like if you go to like some other countries like you can't drink the water because oh, it's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know what I mean that's what the doctor thought it was Right. not because of the the water is bad in other countries. It's just different. We're not used to it. Exactly.
0: So Jerry and Jen spend the night in the hospital.
2: Sometime around noon the next day, his condition took a sharp turn. He became fulminant, Dr. Sharma said. A medical term describing a rapid and severe deterioration. At 2.45 p.m., Mr. Cotton went into cardiac arrest.
0: According to this doctor, Jerry takes a major turn for the worse. He goes into cardiac arrest and he can't be revived. And so he dies. He has three heart attacks. Yeah. So he dies like 12 hours after being admitted to the hospital. Wait,
1: you're going past this quickly like you don't believe it's real. Because I believe this really happened. Uh Uh-huh. The three heart. Okay, great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I mean, he like like, at noon, he starts going down. He doesn't die until 725. He's got three heart attacks in between. That's fucking crazy. Do you know that I didn't. The noon and
0: the 730 thing didn't connect to me. It took him seven and a half half hours. Seven and a
1: half hours to die of three harder, you heartless witch. I know, sorry. (laughs) Say, like, I don't like him. And I, I know, I'm not I know. Al- I'm
0: allowed to not like him. Of he's a course, bad guy. So maybe- Like, I don't yes. want
1: anyone to die that way, but yes. I, yeah, I don't, Although I don't Tong, want it. Tong wants him to have the fourth heart attack. Right. You know, Tong's what I mean?
0: like, only three? Shucks. But Tong and everyone else, Tong yeah. and everyone else in that chat, they are furious.
1: And I gotta tell you, like, I love, I really think this is a great documentary, because I was really into the mystery of, like, is he dead or is he alive?
0: And let me tell you, let's say all of this is 100% true. Yeah. We had the cardiac arrest, all this horrible, horrible stuff, and he he's the one guy who died of Crohn's disease. Let's just say all of that being said, it's still really shady that he was the only guy with the keys to this wallet thing. Well, because
1: my point was, I think two things can be true. I think he can be stealing everybody's money and also died in this really weird, tragic Uh way. And the fact that he died in this really weird, tragic way, it builds the story that like he faked his own death to run to another country. You know what I mean? I just think that Both things can be true.
0: Yes. Because he was stealing. Like, there's no doubt. There's
1: no doubt. And we'll get to that in a second.
0: And also, just to say, the last thing the doctor says is like, I just put Crohn's disease on the piece of paper because that was my best
1: guess. Like, I don't even
0: know. Like, he doesn't even really know if he would really officially say that Crohn's was his cause of death.
1: And this is where it gets back to the people in that group chat where they're like, well, did Jennifer poison him? It sounds like a poisoning, you know.
0: And they'll never know because there wasn't an autopsy.
1: In the end, we get back with Hugh Daniel, the forensic money guy. Yeah. And he's just saying like, when we did like the real deep investigation, we came across all of these fake accounts that Jerry was making. And essentially-
2: Let's say a user is coming in and they want to buy a crypto. Their account gets credited with one crypto. Unbeknownst to them, that crypto does not exist. It was Cotton responding to that order, crediting their account with fake cryptocurrencies. And that's what he did hundreds of thousands of times.
1: Jerry was literally, the reason he was the only one with the passwords was because he was literally getting involved in every transaction. Mm-hmm. So Jerry was taking Jillian's $20,000, crediting her account with a Bitcoin, but not actually transferring a Bitcoin to the account. Bastard. So he's just like stockpiling money. Right. So he stockpiles that $160 million that nobody can find. And that's the money that he's sending all over the world to buy other cryptocurrencies. But we learn that Jerry is like a terrible trader. He always made really bad decisions. Yeah. So this $160 million that he's taking from you and not actually (sighs) giving you a Bitcoin, he's making bad purchases with it and he loses all of that money. So in the end, we learn it's not that there's this stockpile of $160 million somewhere. No. It's that he gambled that money away. He lost it. And it's nowhere. And this is why I land on the side of like, he actually did die in a really creepy way. And we don't know, maybe he died by suicide. Like maybe he got to India, realized he was in a really bad, like he was never going to get himself out of this financial mess or whatever. Yeah. We don't really know. But like in the end, all the people who knew Jerry in the beginning were like, the guy was a dirtbag, but he fucking died. Right. And there are some people who are never going to believe it. Right. If you exhume the body, they're going to say it's not his body. If you DNA test him, they're going to say the DNA tester was in on it and it wasn't real DNA. You know what I mean? Because he must have 160 million. He
0: could pay off anybody. He could do this. Exactly.
2: Conspiracy theories breed in ignorance. It makes it easier for people to draw wild speculations because the authorities are not quickly enough providing them accurate information. Because if you force people on the internet to be the detectives, that's what they're gonna do. And they're gonna solve it their own way.
1: So, like, that's kind of how it ends with it's just, like, he probably died, the money's probably gone, and there are just some people who are never going to believe it. Yeah.
0: I hope that his business partner, that toxic masculinity oh, asshole, yeah. <laughs> I never want to hear about him ever again. No,
1: let's... Can we be done with cryptocurrency? Can that just go away? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> it doesn't exist. No.
0: It's so dumb. I know. And get out of my... Don't try to explain it to me. No. I understand it perfectly well. Yes. You just don't want any? I just don't want any. Okay. I was feeling very, like, when you were, like, you you take that $20,000 and 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 then Jerry takes it from you. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. (laughs) No. I would never do that. (laughs) But I was like so there in that moment with you. I was like, and then then he did what? And then he what? Julia Benzavalli what, what's this one called this is called Trust No One The Hunt for the Crypto King you had me at Trust No One I don't fam I gotta tell you I
1: loved this documentary I'm so, I
0: thought you were gonna go either way so no it, it, it was
1: not that much about crypto it was much more about like is this guy dead or alive it was structured very well so good everyone yeah he's
0: dead he's a piece of shit but he's also dead I
1: think he's dead but it's weird though, like, one of the 3% of people that die of Crohn's disease more information please like a
0: healthy 30 year old I okay. know but you know that his diet was like that's all, true it was like french fries and <laughs> chicken fingers
1: which look <laughs> sounds delicious
0: but all day, every day. Everything he ate was brown. Right. Yeah. It's like hot dogs and chicken fingers and french fries. Hot
1: dogs. Hot dogs. Fam, please be listening to Jillian's new po- new Pensavali. Please be listening to Jillian's new podcast. Let the women do the work every yeah. Thursday. Everyone else is listening to it. Oh, thank you so much, everybody. If you're everybody. not listening to it, you're missing out. Thanks. Come see me on tour with Lance and Tim and Maggie. We're going out in August. Just go to the website, click on the CS Live link to find out where we're going. That's right. Girl,
0: what are we doing next? Oh, uh, we're doing the last days of Phil Hartman on oh, ABC. Man. I know.
1: I know. I remember when Phil Hartman was murdered. Me this too. was a, it was a
2: weird.
0: Yeah. I have a, an anecdote that Mike My. Myers told. So I'm going to tell you a Mike Myers story about John Lovitz. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, but it's all those guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. all yeah, that kind yeah. of thing.
0: But, yeah, it's a sad one. But, oh, Phil Hartman. So here we go. I know.
1: All right. Well, fam, stay tuned for the trailer for that. Our funny and hilarious outtakes. And that's it. We love you. Yeah,
0: we love you. Thanks so much. And don't buy Bitcoin. Okay.
1: Don't buy any Bitcoin, you
0: guys. Just be safe out there. Totally. And by out there, I mean the Internet. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. <Bye. laughs> Funny man, Phil Hartman, has the world on a string. But
2: things are rocky at home. Phil was getting a lot of attention
1: and she wasn't getting any attention. Brynn, no my wife Brynn. I know she did start using cocaine. I never hid this. I'm at a Christmas party at Phil's
3: house with Brynn and one of her friends and they both say, Andy, do you have any Coke?
1: I went, yeah, I do. I didn't even know she had a problem at all in the first place. Didn't know.
3: Phil mentioned more than once that Bran would
2: physically attack him.
0: He said, yeah, she throws things at me, she slaps me. I said, she doesn't have
2: a gun, does she? No one thinks this is going to happen.
1: So no.
3: When we go through the door, we find a man laying on the bed. He has a bullet hole through his forehead. There's a woman laying next to him, and she also has a gunshot wound. I
2: try to value the many blessings that have been bestowed upon him there's also this sense of vulnerability if fortune took a turn for the worse.
1: nothing to anybody but there's this like very famous anchor on CNBC her name is Maria Bartiromo and she's like famous now because she's like friends with Trump or whatever when I worked at CNBC when I first got out of college I worked with her and she and I once got stuck in an elevator together yeah she's in this documentary for like 30 seconds and she knew I was afraid of elevators we're stuck in an elevator and she looks at me she goes you're not gonna freak out are you (laughs)
0: well now I am Maria (laughs) Maria is bad in a crisis. If (laughs) you know one thing about Maria.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess the same can be said for me. I'm probably not great in a crisis. Well, were you freaking out? (laughs) No. No. I was pretty calm. See? Totally. So you were doing just fine. (laughs)